and welcome to So Divine Conversations. I'm Megan Skinner. And I'm Stephanie Galing. And this is our mid-month podcast where we have a conversation. Stephanie and I dig into a theme or a topic that we feel is relevant to the times, all with a mind's eye towards inspiration and helping you to lead a more conscious life. So hello, Stephanie. Hi, Megan. (laughs) So here we are in the middle of July, in the middle of summer, and the theme that we chose for today's conversation is we are going to dig into the shadow, the shadow. That sounds like some old radio show, right? Like you never know where the shadow lurks. And I think part of, you know, what inspired us on this is you and I have had so many like conversations just between the two of us lately, especially with, um, with Pluto in Capricorn astrologically and how this really feels like the collective shadow is up. The collective shadow is erupting. So we've been talking, excuse me, just between the two of us a lot about the shadow and the shadow shadow energies astrologically. So we thought we'd just kind of dig into this today a little bit. So before we kind of dig in a little bit more, let's start by just talking about like, I'd be curious to see, like, what, what do you, how do you define shadow? I mean, what is your definition of the shadow? Oh, that's such a good question, right? And I, <laughs> I go, wait, wait, I wasn't ready for such a big question. <laughs> uh, by the way, I love what you said too about that old radio show. And like, I feel like that's such thing, something really important to remember, like, whatever it is, like wherever the shadow lurks, <laughs> right? Because right? Right? Right. there's a lot of lurking shadow right now. Yes. Lurking. Well, That's a good word. Lurking. Well, and I think about shadow, just not in terms of first thinking psychologically or archetypally, right? But thinking about what casts a shadow, like what creates mm. the casting of a shadow, right? And it's a physical object that is what blocking right the light from hitting another object if you will right Mm -hmm. so you know you're outside and the sun is behind you and you look down you may see your shadow because your your object your body right is obscuring that clear passageway Mm -hmm. of the light right so there's something in that that you know, maybe has to do with, again, like a blockage, right? Or something not Mm. being seen. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And then shadow from like a Jungian psychological perspective is thought to be that which we cast out of sight, right? That Mm. was similar, that we cannot see, that we say, oh, I'm not like fill in the blank, right? Where we basically like (laughs) abdicate a part of ourselves that we don't want to see, whether it's something that we feel is like a dark trait, like jealousy or envy or disempowerment or what have you. Mm. And then we say like, oh no, I'm not jealous. Oh no, I'm not envious, right? And we like cast it (laughs) off into everybody else. Or it could be actually a trait of ours that is a good trait, but we do not find ourselves with a relationship with it, right? So again, we cast it off and we push it out into the dark, out of sight, 
Mm. So those are my first sort of in, in very the good of a plus on on the on your your little pop shadow quiz there. <laughs> I mean, very good, very good. And I, you know, all that just totally resonates with me. And when I think about shadow, you know, I just think about you know, you know, something that is obscuring light. And so it, to me, it's like this absence of light. And I think oftentimes, you know, for better or for worse, a lot of times, at least symbolically, when we're talking about light, light is like good and clear and seen and, and shadow or dark is unseen and maybe negative or, you know, sometimes I think there can be some judgments around you know, that shadow energy. And, you know, as we're talking, it also reminds me a little bit just to kind of tie in a little astrology here is that, you know, we also just finished up eclipse season, right? Mm -hmm. Which is, you know, just this time where, you know, where the light is obscured and we go into darkness and then back into light. And so again, I think just those shadow energies are, are so prevalent, prevalent right now. You know, the other thing that, you know, for me, because I, I always speak the language of Tarot, and it's interesting because I had uh, one of my classes uh, this weekend, and we talked about the devil card. And we talked about the devil card's relationship with the shadow energy. And the way the context with the devil and the shadow energy was, and this is a little bit about like what you're talking about psychologically, Logically, is it's those parts of ourselves that we kind of bury underground away from the light, away from realization, because they make us scared or uncomfortable, or we just don't know what to do with them. And we also talked about, you know, how important it is to actually be in touch with your shadow or those dark spots, because if you're not, I think they can start to unconsciously or subconsciously run you. And so one of the things we talked about is make friends with your devil, you know, make friends with that shadow, because ultimately as you do, you can find tremendous transformation and empowerment there. Yeah, for sure. And actually what we would love us to dig in in a moment about like, actually like, how do you make friends with your shadow? How do you make (laughs) friends with your devil? Because I think that that is sort of key and elemental. Mm. And as you were talking too, I was thinking about the relationship between like that shadow and like the physical shadow. Like when you Uh. see your shadow, it's distorted, right? It's never in the same, it doesn't literally most of the time, like look like you and sort of the outline of your body. And there's, so there's something about the shadow and that which we bury underground, right? Sort of the psychological or emotional, um, elements for ourselves that we bury that we put under you know our sort of the earth of our our conscious mind into our unconscious that it then gets distorted you know and then and like you say like then it runs us and it has this whole other power to like guides us to act and be in this unconscious way which i think is yet another benefit of like bringing that that the shadow out from the dark seeing in it working with it being Mm. you know friends with it and then you can get back to its more sort of the clarity of it as opposed to the distorted of the the way that it's become obscured yeah no i love you bringing up that whole idea of like distortion Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. you know and i also think yeah well let's talk a little bit about how to make friends with your shadow and you know again in the context of like 
you know, the devil, which ultimately represents, you know, our dark side to some extent. I think the thing about it is number one is to suspend judgment. Mm-hmm. I think that we judge our shadow or dark energies because these are maybe the energies that aren't always so nice or they're uncomfortable, or in some cases they may be very deep and primal, or there may be anger around them. Like one of the things we talked about was about desire, you know, about how many people are very uncomfortable with, with their desire energies. And so excuse me, there's a tendency to bury those away and then judge them like I shouldn't desire this or I shouldn't desire that. And then ultimately it kind of bites you in the butt. So I I feel like the number one step is like, let go of judgment, you know, and and it's it's as seeing somehow that shadow as bad. And I, again, I think we often associate dark with bad. Completely, which is something that we need to like break that connection with, right? Yeah. Like really like sever that connection between those two. And I think desire is such a good um, example and one that many people can relate to, right? That we're afraid of our desires, that they may take us over, oh, you know? And I feel yes. like this is a big year to learn both about the shadow and even that that exact one about desire, right? Whether it's because of that strong um connection to Pluto all year, or also we have Mars and Aries for forever oh, because right. of the retrograde that begins in September, right? Mars is desire and Aries is that like instinctive desire. And I feel like, you know, this may be something again, like on our sort of plate or our cosmic curriculum, if you will, <laughs> about like cosmic curriculum. I love that. owning our desire, making friends yeah. with our desire, saying, yeah. you know what? I am allowed to have desire. It is healthy. Because if we then say like desire is not healthy, right, then we don't stand in our, you know, our desires and our wants in our healthy sexuality, our healthy sensuality. Mm -hmm. And as we know, that can all cause a host of different problems, right? Like individually, societally. So I think that like, that's like, maybe that's like number one on the like (laughs) 10 steps of like befriending your shadow is like, oh, you know, connecting to your desire nature and owning your desire and giving yourself permission Mm -hmm. to have desire. Uh, Yeah, to have that, you know, maybe it's about that relationship. And, you know, ultimately, you know, uh, I think in a psychological context, it's like, the darkness is really powerful. You know I mean? The more that we can have a relationship with it, I think the more we can discover more about ourselves, you know? So I, and you also brought up something about, I think, control there. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of times, you know, this is so Pluto and Capricorn, right? I think we want to be in control. And I think sometimes when we're in those deeper, darker, shadowy energies, they do make us feel very out of control, right? And like you're saying, they're just going to like completely take us over. And so it's learning how, you know, how do you not be in a power struggle, with your, you know, your shadow or your desires? How do you have that very, very healthy relationship? Because ultimately, you know, the earth plane is the plane of duality. And I think ultimately we all want to get to that place of wholeness, which is the integration of the dark and the light. Yes, exactly. 
Exactly. Right. So if you bring that out of the shadow, you bring, let's just focus on desire, like out of the, out of the hidden, out of the dark, you know, and maybe you put it in the dark because you feel like, oh my God, I'm going to lose control there. If I open to that, am I just going to like get like pulled down to the dark and the depth and like sort of destruct, if you will, like, will I lose mm. myself because I can't quote see, you know, or so you, you put that there. So you, but if you bring that out of the darkness, right. And you open to like, like inviting in what lives in the shadow, then you can work with that and see that it won't necessarily like take you over. It won't necessarily abduct you and you won't, you know, where you won't feel in control. You'll have a healthy relationship with it. And then it won't run you from behind the scenes. Yeah, you know? right, right, right. Exactly. Exactly. And you know, it's interesting that, you know, that word you're using, abduct, you know, and of course, you know, that brings to mind, you know, that whole myth of Persephone, exactly, which is so connected with that Pluto energy and she's kidnapped and taken into the underworld and then, you know, rises up again and, and is transformed. But there is this idea, I think, of that, you know, your shadow can abduct you and that you'll never come out of the dark shadow underworld ever again. And I think ultimately, is that not the journey? I mean, that we're all on to some degree, perhaps especially so right now, is to be going into our shadows, be going into those darker places and rising out again into the light. This is the perhaps the transformation that's happening a bit on the planet right now, because what we're talking about here is individual shadow but there's also collective shadow. And that's something that you and I have talked a lot about, about, you know, this idea, you know, whether it's with protests or Black Lives Matters, that, you know, this, this very old, dark collective shadow is erupting, but ultimately it needs to erupt so we're not unconscious and it is bringing this to the light so it can be transformed. Absolutely. I mean, it feels like it behooves each of us right? But on two levels to like really own our shadow, right? For our own personal individual healing and also to feel a greater sense of consciousness and empowerment at any point in our lives, but especially now when things are so, so you know, deconstructing and so chaotic, like if you can actually pull into that sense of grounding that can come from us integration, right? And not like pushing things away. Like, wow, that's incredible. But also, or excuse me, and also it feels like it's our responsibility, right? Or our duty mm -hmm. to own our individual shadow as in terms of also to see like how our individual shadow has been creating this collective shadow, right? Because oh, right. Yes, we often yeah. can see the, the sh our shadow by what we project, like those things like I'm not this or you are that, those things that like really like gets us strongly when we have really, really strong, like, but almost like, you know, one the one feelings that don't feel good right that we project out you uh -huh. know and i feel like if we own our shadow then we will be then not putting that onto other people who have to hold that for us so that therefore we can be embracing everyone as we should on a compassionate level but there is that collective shadow in terms of like i mean thinking about this country right like this country was built on taking land away from another culture <laughs> yeah. right and like sort of the raping of the <laughs> land or of a culture Culture and like that stealing and that and that that taking away that abducting and like 
this is not something that we oftentimes talk about, right? Like yeah. up until like this year, especially it's, you know, we like, we're like, oh, Columbus Day, like, you know, or what have you, <laughs> you know, now this year, it's like, everyone's like, no, not Columbus I don't know Day. why I'm laughing because it's not funny, but you know, and the rep, you know, and issue, and also in terms of like this country was also built on the backs of like, you know, having people be commodities that were owned, you know, the yeah. slaves, like really like think about that. That's sorry. I'm getting really animated right now. <laughs> no, no, but no, you're absolutely right. And I, you know, I love that we can even like have this discussion, you know, yeah. where, you know, before it might've been felt like taboo, right. but that again is the shadow energy where it, you know, it feels taboo. Exactly. Right. But now we're breaking that. We're talking about right. that, that. That is like, we can't, thankfully, like this has arisen so much this year in all of, because of the horror that we can't unsee now what we're seeing. So like the, yeah. almost like the yeah. veil to the shadow, the collective shadow has shattered. Mm, yes, 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 yes. And I, what I really, really love that you're doing here, Stephanie, is you're reminding us that, you know, to some degree, you know, it all starts at home, right? It, like we have to deal with that individual shadow because that's what builds the collective shadow. And I think that ultimately is a very empowering thought because I think sometimes, I don't know about you, but with everything going on, there's moments I'm just like, this is so overwhelming. I know it's all good, but I, it's overwhelming. And if we can know, wait a minute, take that step back. Let me work on my own stuff. Let me work on my shadow. Let me, you know, work on my own getting clear. And that that is going to in turn, you know, make a contribution to the collective. Yes. And you said something before that I feel like it's something we've talked about, but we never like maybe connected the dots when you said like it begins at home, right? And for how long mm -hmm. in the last, especially couple of months, you and I've been talking about yes. the importance yeah. of home and feeling at home. And even that this was part of the astrological invitation of the last few months is like, what is your home and where is your home? And how do you know how to like come home to yourself? Right. And again, that sense of responsibility, like it starts at home for all of us to yeah. do this individually for ourselves and for the, our community and for our society and for the collective. So it's so important. Yeah. And I think also, you know, that's the responsibility ultimately yeah. here. You know, right. it's like Capricorn. if everybody took care of their own individual shadow, we may not have <laughs> what we've got going on. Right. So there, there's a responsibility to that. And, you know, I was also thinking, you know, as, as we're talking here, like what are some ways that you know, people can like maybe work with their shadow a little bit. And, you know, of course, you know, there's always therapy, which is such a powerful, powerful tool. But one of the things I think too, that it can be really helpful when you're wanting to dig into, you know, your shadow energy and give it some kind of container, maybe that feels a little bit safer is creativity. I think sometimes the creative process gives you this vessel in which, you know, or permission in a way to creatively, whether it's writing or art or, you know, forms of self-expression to really kind of dig in and explore that shadow. Yeah. To go and find it and uncover it. Right. Yeah. And to know that you're also creating something from that. And, and actually, like you say, like having that container for that discovery. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you know, again, just the reminder here is in the shadow, in that shadow, in that darkness, you know, it, they say, you know, which it makes sense is that's where your power ultimately lies. Yeah. 
So to be able, and again, just the context of the devil card, the idea is when you befriend the shadow, it loses its power. Mm. You know, when you bring it into light, when it's witnessed by yourself or others, when you can love it, you know, that love, you know, love is the absence of fear, uh, you know? So if you can bring in that love and that compassion for the shadow and bring it to the light, it's, it's magical. I mean, it's, that's where that transformation happens. And so, you know, again, just any way that allows you, you know, to do that. And it's a very, very powerful thing. And I think you do get your power back. Yes. Yes. And I love the kismet or synchronicity that you were focusing on the devil card in your class, you know, yeah. just so recently. And that sounds like a really good way forward for people to look into the devil card, right? And to read about it and to like, if they have cards, right? To focus in on it as again, right. a tool for like doing this work with your shadow. Yeah. 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 And, and another way that the shadow, oh, I have like a little shadow in my throat right now. I got a little like frog shadow. <laughs> another way that um, the shadow arises can also be in your dreams. Yes. Yes. You know, to really look, especially in those dreams that are disconcerting, right? Whether they are an actual mm. nightmare or a dream that is just upsetting, right? The difference between between the two being oftentimes that the nightmares actually wake you up, right? They shake you up to wake you up out of your sleep mm. um, rather than like an upsetting dream may not have that emotional power to an upset to, to do that, but you still have the residue of, you know, what happened that was upsetting. And, you know, even if you think about nightmares that a lot of times our nightmares are dark, right? There's a lot of yeah. grayness to them, like literally like the color of the shadow or we're being chased by something, mm. you know, we're being chased by something that wants our attention, right? Or the thing that we're scared of that is, you know, we're being chased. So we're running forward, right? It's in our, we can't see it, right? It's very much the shadow. And so to see like, if you have nightmares or upsetting dreams, you know, to go into that what was it that caused that upset or that disquietude? You know, what drove the fear? What mm. drove the disconcerting feeling, right? And to start to like see those as jewels as to these maybe mm. obviously the things that might be related to your fear or your upset or your concern. And then to start to see and to go into them with a curiosity of like, oh, wait, what is this showing me that maybe on a conscious level, I'm not looking at, right? Mm -hmm. I'm not accepting and to start to dialogue with that and see if that but can bring some of that what is hidden from your conscious that's been pushed down into your unconscious to light so that there is that, I don't want to say shattering of the shadow, that seems very, uh, you know, um, theatrical, but like, you know, to bring <laughs> that to light for the integration. So I do think that dreams can be really powerful in this um, healing work as well. I agree. I very much agree. I'm glad you're bringing that up. And would you suggest like, you know, for ways to do that, like with a dream journal? I mean, obviously any other suggestions on like how, you know, to dialogue with it, I think you would write about it. Or again, maybe you would create art from it. Exactly. All of the above. I mean, definitely yeah. to keep yeah. a dream journal. I mean, for a variety of reasons, do I love keeping a dream journal? One is just the act of the journal, right? 
it in and of itself says, I remember my dreams. I was gonna say I have dreams and everybody has dreams, but it, 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 it says, it makes a testament. I remember my dreams because I'm going to document them. I have this capsule to put them in. And the research has shown that by believing that you a, have dreams and that you will remember your dreams, you actually remember them more. So just the fact of having a journal helps you to remember more of your dreams and then you can you know, record them. And then once you record them, you bring them out, they're more memorable, and then you can work with them and you can see them. You can start to see recurring themes. I love having a table of contents, you know, you title every dream. And so mm. you can actually start to see patterns even that way. So definitely having a dream journal. And there's a lot of other ways, especially if people have nightmares that you can sort of work with them to pull out both what they may be showing you, but also to work, like if the nightmares are excessive to like work in terms of like finding some ease in them, but yeah. we can leave that for another conversation. Yes. <laughs> no, that's great. And I think, you know, the, the dreamscape is such a rich, is rich territory here for exploring those shadow energies, you know, in a really profound way. Um, Wow. Well, speaking of rich territory, I think that this conversation has been <laughs> quite rich, quite, quite rich. And, and, you know, I, I hopefully, you know, I, cause I think that when we talk about shadow, shadow and fear seem to go hand in hand is, you know, maybe in our own small way, it's like taken away some of the taboo or the fear around digging into the shadow and just kind of, especially as we're saying with everything that's happening right now on the planet, which is being reflected astrologically, there is such an invitation, such an invitation into those shadow energies to don't hesitate, you know, just really embrace it and to bring a lot of love into that journey because that's, what's going to transform it. Absolutely. We definitely need that love. And we definitely need that love because it helps us to look, right? If we turn away from the, you know, what we're seeing again, we're, it's going to continue like what you resist persists. So to look with love, right. And to see the shadow, right. And to like use that for both individual, but also what's so important is this collective healing, right. That we are on like in the process or the precipice of. Yes. And I like that you're bringing in the context of collective healing because that ultimately, you know, I think that's what embracing the shadow is really all about is that, is that healing. Well, my goodness, thank you so much, Stephanie. And and thank you everybody out there for listening. I'm going to, you know, just give a shout out to our website, which is so divine.us. And you can contact Stephanie and I there and share any ideas and thoughts you have. You want to share anything about your shadow, please do so. And, you know, thanks for tuning in to another episode of So Divine Conversations. Thank you, Megan. And thank you, everyone. And until next time, wishing you all our very best. <laughs>